you know, we've talked a lot about this in between media this season. There's going to be curveballs coming your way. Hate's a strong word. I dislike Kirk Cousins more than probably any other quarterback. And I get a little bit of that rookie-itis, you know? I would have said, I would love to look what you're Even though I'm straight, I'm still stuck between an interpretation, what it all means. Can I make a difference or something different? My mind in prison, then I saw the vision. Played the field, it's no competition. Found success through the repetition. If it's impossible, stick to the mission. I'm just cruising through on my way to get it. I found myself somewhere in between. Yeah, I found myself somewhere in between. Another episode of the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast, your place for both some feel-good life advice and some fantasy football advice as well. I'm your host, Seth Wilcock, joined by my normal co-host, Nate Polvo. Nate, what's up, brother? Not too much, man. It's 100 degrees here. It's hot. I don't care for it. I wish I could go back to Mexico where it's like 85 and just humid. I don't see what's wrong with that. Scott, our other co-host Scott joining us as well from Seattle. Scott, a little cooler out there in Seattle for you tonight. tonight. Cooler than 100 degrees, that's for sure. It's warming up, though, for Seattle. It's probably going to be in the low 90s this weekend. That awesome. sounds nice. We're going camping somewhere where it's going to be 100, though. So. Oof. Wow, camping in warmer weather. I'm used to going somewhere where it's cooler to camp. Uh, the, the weather in Washington can be kind of weird how it cuts off diagonally. Uh, but we're camping on a lake, so awesome. we're good. Awesome. Well, guys, we got a loaded episode for uh, our listeners and our viewers tonight. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about, about the Cam Akers injury, the Michael Thomas injury, also Aaron Rodgers. As it says on the board back there, he's back, baby. So we're going to discuss that as well, what it means for the Packers and their fantasy football assets moving forward. Um, but, guys, it has been a crazy busy offseason for us here in between media. Got a little bit of news we want to shake out there for our audience tonight. Um, as you know, this show, we're always during the offseason every other week on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Audio version drops on Friday. You can check us out on all the platforms that you're listening to your podcast on as well. Uh, only about a uh, little less than two weeks from dropping our draft guide as well here in between media. We got 50 tips coming for a better fantasy football 2021 season. Uh, we also have our official redraft rankings. We've been projecting out these players the last couple months. Um, that's been a lot of fun. We're happy to share those, our all-in selections, and our sleepers, and our bus picks as well. So, guys, it, it's been a, a pretty busy time. Um, I, I'm pretty stoked up for this draft guide. I don't know where you guys stand on it. I'm excited, man. Uh, first time I've done any of this stuff this in-depth. It's been pretty eye-opening. Um, man, I've had to learn some math, <laughs> which is okay. I mean, learn, use math that I already learned, but it's been 20 years. But, yeah, and it's been great. I think um, – I think a lot of people are going to benefit from it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's for this. I've, I've done my own rankings before, but just kind of, you know, like anyone would just go through and do their own rankings. I've never really based it off actual projections. So um, doing this projections process has been a, a learning experience, but I've, I've loved it. Um, I love geeking out in Excel 
and using the functionality of that software, you know, to, to tell me things. So, um, the biggest, biggest takeaway I've had, I tweeted about it yesterday was, you know, I always have it in my mind that I think I want this player, this player is going to go off or this player is going to have this huge season because I want it to happen or I really like this player. But when you start looking at these projections, like in targets and touchdowns and rushes, and you have to fit it all within that bucket. And like, it makes, I just think it brings more real, a realistic, more realistic viewpoint uh, to what is actually going to happen. Or yeah, there there, there are are only so many plays in an NFL season for each of these teams. Luckily, they get 17 games this season. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, Guys, it really has just been a wild last two weeks since the last time we did the podcast. Um, So I think we should jump right into our first segment of the night headline hijinks. That cam video gets me every time, man. Oh, it's the Kamara. Kamara gets me. Speaking of Kamara, guys, um, we have one less stud running back in the NFL this season after really what was a terrible injury last Monday. Um, really kind of shook up the entire NFL community um, to, to really bring back in the, the realness of these injuries and the unfortunateness that it is, especially with Cam Akers. He was a very young, promising running back. Um, torn Achilles for him. He'll miss the entire 2021 season. We hope to see him back in 2022. Um, guys, first of all, um, well wishes to Cam and his family. Um, hopefully he can come back because he's a great kid. He's a great story. And he's a talented running back too. So I, I really hope he can make it back. Um, m- moving forward off that, guys. Um, Nate, what is your headline here for Cam Akers and the injury to him? So wham, bam, Rams without Cam. It's Daryl's world now which I think is kind of where everyone's been heading this week since the injury, the last week and a half that all of a sudden like Daryl Henderson's primed to take over this backfield. And I've had questions about that, but I'm kind of at the point now where I'm inclined to agree. I think, I mean, uh, he started 15 games last season or 11 games last season. He had 624 yards, five touchdowns rushing. He had another touchdown receiving, I see no re, and I had a feeling going into this season anyway that maybe we were hyping Cam just a little bit too much with Daryl Henderson still being there. Henderson's not, he's young, he's an able back. We saw what he was able to do last season with all of the opportunity that he did have. I think they're running back, I think the running back situation is going to be fine. Uh, I wish Cam a speedy recovery. Let's hope that medicine has kind of gotten to a point where he can come back and be effective. But Daryl Henderson, I think, is the guy. I, they're obviously not going out to get anybody. They haven't signed anyone. They're rolling with what they have. They've got a couple of rookies. I really think they're going to be okay. And I think Daryl's probably – I mean, he's not somebody I'm taking super high. I mean, what do you guys think? Scott, where do you have him in your rankings right now? I don't know if you've readjusted the Rams since this injury. I, I haven't officially readjusted yet. Um, <clears throat> quick side note, our boy Herms – Everybody loves Herms. Did you notice in our um, in one of our dynasty startups, the one that's been the draft has been going for months? Snipe me. He was he was the uh, lucky winner of being on the clock when that news broke and grabbing Daryl Henderson in like the 14th round. I just noticed that today. Just two, he, he was two picks before me. I was the Cam Akers oh, as well. <laughs> oh man! But. Uh, um, I mean, just off the top of my head without looking, without really having it fully into my projections yet. I mean, I have him right in the same neighborhood 
once you get past, for me, once you get past like Chris Carson and David Montgomery, you start entering the world of, you know, your Mike Davis, Gaskin, Etienne, um, Kareem Hunt at the tail end of that. I have him right in that range. Um, like a kind of a low end RB2. I, I'm, I think that's fair. I, 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 I've seen a lot of people have him somewhere between the, the, the fifth RB15 to RB22, RB24 range. To me, I, I think there's no way I take him above anyone. Like, I, I still would rather have Mike Davis. I would still rather have a Miles Gaskin. Um, I, I'm really bullish on Chase Edmonds. I, I think I have him projected for almost three, like, like 260 fantasy points this year. So I'm really bullish on Chase Edmonds. But like, I would take all those guys, I feel like, a lot higher than – than Daryl Henderson. I, I like Henderson. And before acres last season, I was a Henderson truther. I was on a lot of podcasts la- last summer, writing them up. He was a sleeper coming into the season for me. Um, but, but really like, like the issue is like, I, I think he'll be there. I, I don't think he'll have nearly the receptions that I thought acres w- was going to have. Um, I, I think it definitely gives Cooper cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, a little bit, bit of a bump, if anything. Um, <sighs> I, I just feel like Akers might be getting drafted a little too high. I, I would much rather take someone like Chase Edmonds in the sixth round um, versus Henderson, maybe the back end of the fourth, early fifth. But th- th- that's that, that's just my thought process. I, I'm worried about the injury concerns a little bit. He's never stayed healthy for a long time either. That's true. Well, and he's going running back 32 right now in PPR leagues per That'll fantasy pros consensus. That will come it, up. It will. I'm okay with him at that ADP right now. Yeah, if, I can, if I can get him at is a 32nd overall running back, yeah. Yeah, I'll take him. But I, yeah, you're I, right. That's going to change. Yeah, you're looking more, I think, somewhere in that RB20 to RB24 range for him. And I, I think at the end of the day, like we know what the Rams running back can do. We've seen it with Todd Gurley. We've seen it with aging running backs like CJ Anderson. But I personally am probably not having Daryl Henderson on any of my fantasy teams. I just yeah, sold him in Dynasty as well. Um, would you guys be open to, I know we're primarily a redraft podcast, but would you guys sell him in dynasty while his value is at the highest before, if they happen to, you know, sign one of these veteran backs or a guy like James Funk or Xavier Jones takes over? I think definitely in dynasty because he's not going to, Daryl Henderson's not going to be the guy there next year. It's either going to be cam Akers or they're going to go out and get somebody else. Maybe they'll get somebody in the draft. He'll be a secondary guy next year. I mean, this year he's only the, he's only going to be the number one back out of necessity. Yeah, Cam Akers doesn't get hurt. I mean, Daryl Henderson, they're essentially splitting carries. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's tricky just because I don't know if you guys noticed on Twitter, people have been talking about whether people come back from Achilles injuries. Um, but you've got that issue. Um, you know, as far as running backs who've suffered an Achilles injury, to look at the list, it's a very small sample size. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a medical professional. I'm, I'm going to wait and see. I have no idea if Cam Akers is going to come back. But the only risk, I think, with just assuming that Daryl Henderson is just this year, then it's over, is if he smashes and Cam Akers doesn't come back how he before you know how he was before the injury. Daryl Henderson could be his job. I mean, it's just it's always tricky with these season-ending injuries in the preseason because what do you do? Right. What do you do with the player? Um, I I do not have any Cam Akers, not because I didn't want him. I had him ranked a little bit lower um, than the consensus, um, which is probably why I didn't end up with him anywhere. But if I did have him, you know, like I'd probably be willing to move him if somebody's willing to give me, you know, give up like a, a first rounder next year or something like that if they're if they're desperate at running back. But I'm certainly not giving up a first rounder or something like that to get him. 
Right. No, I wouldn't either. I think overall, guys, like personally, like I, I was actually really high on the Los Angeles Rams coming into the season. Like I thought they were legit Super Bowl contenders mm-hmm. with Matthew Stafford, the, probably the best defense in the league. Um, I, I'm honestly a lot lower now on all of them. Like, like, like I'm moving Matthew Stafford down in my rankings a little bit just because I don't think really. Get, I, I, I mean, it, the volume's going up. The volume's going up, but I, I think without the efficiency coming out of the backfield. Like Matthew Stafford likes to check it down to the running back. We've seen that. I think the volume will go up, but I think like especially in, in somewhere like Scott Fishbowl, when you're really depending on like completion percentage, interceptions to touchdown ratio, I, I'm definitely a, a little cooler on Stafford and the whole Rams team as a whole. Um, I sold off Cooper Cup last week as well, but um, guys, I, we'll see how it plays out here. Um, my initial perception was I'm going to probably stay away from Daryl Henderson at his current ADP. Same. Um, but 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 we'll see how kind of how it shakes out as we get closer yep. to the season here. Um, yep. Scott, there was another big injury. Uh, well, injury news. It's not a new injury here. It's Michael Thomas, same ankle that was bothering him last season. He had a surgery in June. Thank thank gosh we found out in June. You know what I mean? That would have been awesome. But uh, I don't know if the Saints beat reporters were sleeping on that or if it was just really that 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 tight kept. But uh, Scott, what's your headline here for Michael Thomas? So my headline for Michael Thomas is the Saints wide receiver group is empty without Michael Thomas because <laughs> I'm a dad. Um, so this is, I mean, it was already looking fairly messy in New Orleans with the changeover at quarterback to who knows, uh, Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, one of the two, both. Um, so it was already looking kind of messy. You know, you got Kamara, obviously he's going to reap in the targets. Then you had Michael Thomas, but you didn't have a lot beyond that. And now no Michael Thomas. So regardless of who's QB, I can't imagine it doesn't give a Kamara a bump in his targets. But man, that wide receiver group, I mean, the two names that, you know, the two names that are there right now, at least, are Traquan Smith and Marquez Callaway. So both of them are way down in the rankings lists. Yeah, I, I agree here on Marcus Callaway, though, and, and Traquan Smith are definitely down a little bit in the rankings. Um, they're going to come up, though, a little bit. Um, Scott, if you had to take a shot on one of these guys, who would it be and why? Um, I mean, I I think I would have to go with Traquan Smith, personally. Mm-hmm. He's going a lot higher. You know, he's going quite a bit higher in drafts than, than Callaway. But Callaway, had, he has 27 targets in his NFL career. Like he was an undrafted free agent. I don't, I mean, I just like the only, the only thing he has going for him really, in my opinion, is that he's the next man standing. It's that kind of situation. Um, you know, I, I didn't dig deeply into his, you know, his, uh, his speed score and burst score and all that kind of stuff. I know he's a little bit slower than Traquan. They're about the same size. Um, neither of them are undersized, but I just, I mean, I'm not, I'm not just going to assume because Michael Thomas is out that Callaway is all of a sudden just going to take in all those targets. That's that's the whole argument with the vacated targets thing. It's like, right. well, talent is associated with who gets those targets, not just who's there. Um, so I think I would go Traquan Smith. Honestly, the pass catcher I want in New Orleans right now is probably Adam Troutman, um, the tight end. But it's the same situation. He's He has 17 career NFL targets. So. Right. It's based on a lot of speculation. Um, Trotman's been a hot HAWT uh, topic this offseason, um, and rightly so. He's a he's a young he's a young tight end. He's in the realm of being, I think, called an athletic, explosive tight end. Yep. Um, some of his metrics 
you know, his, his 40 time is 4.8. He's like 50th percentile on his burst score. So that's not great, but his agility score is 97, 97th percentile. Um, and which, you know, that measures quickness in, in short areas. So, um, I think he has potential and I think he has a more, he's more likely to, um, benefit due to his talent from Michael Thomas being gone than Callaway. Nate, Nate, yeah, where are you kind of here in the New Orleans mess we're looking like? Because it really is a mess from the QB situation down now. You no, know, it is a mess. Um, so here's kind of where I'm at. Now with Michael Thomas gone, the only person I really feel that I can go after in that offense is Alvin Kamara. Because we don't, we still don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be. We're assuming it's Jameis Winston, but it may or may not be. Um, and if it's Taysom Hill, I mean, I'm still a little bit scared of Alvin Kamara in that situation. I find it hard to believe that it'll be Taysom Hill in a full-time starting role. And they've got Jameis Winston. Um, and the other thing with the wide receivers too, they signed Chris Hogan. And I know that's not a big name signing. It's kind of the route that I figured they would go. Um, I thought they might even go after someone like Golden Tate, which they didn't just kind of disappointed to see, but Chris Hogan's a talented receiver. I mean, he shows up when he's needed. Uh, he was pretty good in New England. He wasn't great with the Jets. And then I don't remember even remember where he was. I think he was with the Jets last season. And he's been he was in Buffalo for a little bit. But the guy does take some targets away and he he's really good at stretching the field. He's he's quick, he's a quick receiver. So I mean, don't discount that. Yeah, I I, I think right now, like like for me personally, I'm bumping, I'm bumping up Traquan a little bit. He's one guy I might be you know, not reaching for, but, but definitely someone that I'm considering here in the draft. Um, Adam Troutman, it is speculation, but I mean, he has, yes. that, he's at 39.1% college dominator rating. And Nate, I know you always give me shit about the dominator rating and, and for I those do, of you true. who aren't familiar with that, what that is, the dominator rating is they're taking your yards, um, your, your total yards for a season, your receiving yards compared to a team's total offensive passing yards. So he had about 39% of his in, in his last season there in college uh, of his team's yards. So, you know, it, obviously he's not a guy who's going to jump off the page right away. He only has a 17, uh, 17 targets. And, and, you know, I, I know a lot of people kind of get a little bit of hate for, you know, the Cole Komet love out there. It's kind of a similar situation with even less experience. So I understand that. Um, I, I personally think Alvin Kamara, this is bumping him up for me though. I will say that Alvin Kamara is my RB2 right now. I, I think anyone's a fool. If you want to make the argument for Dalvin Cook, that, that that's totally valid. But I think Kamara is at least a top three back at yes. this point. What do we think about this? So Bo McBig time, Bo McBrayer, the newest member of In-Between Media. Woo woo. Um, Latavius Murray is the, is the ad here. How do you feel about that? I mean, Latavius is relevant now. He, he He's relevant. Yeah. I felt like at the, you know, before this news, Latavius was a guy like I was definitely taken behind that whole, like definitely behind the whole Gus Edwards, Naeem Hines, um, you know, all those kind of RB2 satellite type backs. I, I was definitely taken behind that. Latavius Murray, to me, he's definitely like a, he's not an RB3 at this point to me, but he's like a high end RB4. Like I, he's going to be somewhere probably at the end of this between like RB37 and RB40, I imagine. I can see um, that. But, but, but we could definitely see like some Alvin Kamara in the slot, maybe some two back sets. Sean Payton's going to get creative. He's going to use the talent he has. That is the one thing we know here, Nate, is that well, Sean he, Payton will not let this team die. I don't think they'll be that good. I think they'll, they're maybe a, a nine and eight team or so, but I, I think he's still going to get the job done for fantasy. 
Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree with that. All right. Um, last news here to touch on today, Nate, is Aaron Rodgers. Um, as you can see on the board, Rodgers is back, guys. Um, kind of a crazy, just a crazy saga. And the the reporting, the Big J journalism on this was kind of all over the place too. Last week, we heard reports that Rodgers might retire this week. Instead, though, we see Rodgers show up to training camp. Um, Looking like a classic Dunder Mifflin t-shirt um, with the shades on. Looking like a true homie. My headline for this, guys, is and if and if you know the the his girlfriend now, this will make sense. If you don't know his girlfriend, this won't make sense. Um, the headline here is the fault in our star quarterback. Robbie no, hey, say it right. It's not just girlfriend. Fiance. His fiance. fiance. Yes. Um, she was she was the actress in the fault in our stars though. So that was the the headline there. But really, guys, I think the big fantasy takeaways here. Dynasty, that's a whole other discussion here. Roger's going to be gone after 2021. That's what his new deal um, that is re- reports right now is likely he'll be out of Green Bay after 2021. He didn't want money. He wanted leverage. Um, he actually came out um, or earlier today or yesterday. I can't remember what, what day it was. Today. But, um, and he had, he had an interview, and he was super candid about, about why he's upset, and you can't blame him. Um, no. it, it seems like the way the organization kind of treated some people definitely rubbed him the wrong way. But – as far as fantasy is concerned here, guys, um, congratulations to you. If you took Rodgers in a super flex league or if you drafted Devontae Adams already in a best ball league or any type of early redraft you were doing, like those guys are steals right now. I do expect overall Rodgers to come down a little bit. Uh, last year, he had a 9% touchdown rating. I mean, that that's the highest of his career. That's going to come down. Um, the last two years, he had around a 4.5. So I'm expecting – Probably somewhere around seven. I think he's still going to be very good. Guys, where, where are you at on these Packers players right now? Nate, starting with you, man. Yeah, I, I, actually, I'm pretty high on him because I think I think Aaron's pissed. I think Aaron wants another Super Bowl. I think Aaron wants to show them exactly why they should have been nicer to him and throw it in their faces and leave. I think this is a team that, I mean, they could have – they were one game away from the Super Bowl. And they very well may be one game away from the Super Bowl again this year. They might even make it to the Super Bowl this year. Wouldn't could, surprise me. They could have made it last year if, if if they would have trusted him instead of kicking a field goal too. Which man, did any of you guys see the Jeopardy where the guy didn't know the final Jeopardy answer, and he said, "Who was the person who decided to kick the field goal instead of go for it on fourth down when Aaron Rodgers was hosting?" Yeah, that was great. That little dig. Dude, he wants, to, he wants to stick it to this organization. And when he realized they weren't going to trade him, he said, fine, you know what? I'm going to play another year. Give me Randall Cobb, who I'm now higher on than I was with him in tex- with the oh, Texans, yeah. obviously. He's relevant. Um, Aaron Jones, I think. I'm not as worried about his production at this point now. Um, Robert Tunyon, I think that it kind of gives him I, – I don't know that it changes much for me on him. I think he was going to be what he was going to be regardless of the quarterback there. Um but out, I mean, really outside of Devontae and Randall and Aaron Jones, like I'm not reaching for AJ Dillon. I love Aaron Rodgers and I'd love to have him and I'd be willing to take him a little earlier than I might have had this not all gone down. Because seriously, it's like Tom Brady. Like people were sleeping on him last season, man, but you yeah. knew he had something to prove. Yeah. And these quarterbacks are lasting longer in the NFL. And I think everyone in that offense benefits from Aaron Rodgers being back and being angry playing with the fire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. And I honestly, I mean, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers for me. Like I, you know, I think 
playing with a chip on his shoulder, playing pissed. Um, like like the same speculation after Brady got suspended that one year. Everybody's like, oh, he's going to come back so upset. But it's like in that case, it's Tom Brady, it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah, his 9.1% touchdown rate is not – I mean, he's only been at nine one other time in his whole career. That's going to come down. But I still, other MVP I mean, season, yeah. Yeah, I still got him I still got him 30-plus touchdowns. What, what this does for me is it's – this is – I think it's great for fantasy football, obviously. Um, it's great for the Packers and the Packer fans. It's great for me personally um, because <laughs> I – two things – I did my projections assuming Aaron Rodgers was there. I just didn't I didn't want to go through the the exercise in my brain to try and project out that team without him. Um, oh. so I just I I projected it with him and I also drafted him in the second round of Scott Fishbowl as my second quarterback. So awesome. which was, you know, at the time pretty risky, but yeah. there was a certain point this offseason where my gut started to just say he's not he's not going to go anywhere. Um so but yeah, from in the Packers players, I think it just kind of it's back to where it was had this never come up. Um, you know, it was yeah. it was going to be uncomfortable to not rank Devonta Adams as the number one wide receiver because it's not that I thought he still would be without Rodgers. It's just that where was I going to put him with Jordan Love? Like where would I put him? So he, I mean, he's he vaults right back up to the top um, again. His touchdown percentage also was ridiculous last year. But I still project him as the number one wide receiver, and just just on down the line, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon for how much for however much of the of the share he gets. So um, Randall what Cobb. Do, what do we think of this? Okay, so 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 I, I I'll sit on this one right here. So Aaron Jones to me, I I've been saying it, guys, since back in like one of our first shows of season three here back in March, Aaron Jones is a top six RB this year. Yes. AJ Dillon very well could get 40% of the, the, the running back, the rushing attempts here. And I'm okay with that, but yes, Aaron Jones is going to see the most targets probably, probably of his career. Uh, I don't see AJ Dillon as a receiving threat here at all. So it, I think Aaron Jones is going to have a lot of receptions. Like I'm looking for more of an Alvin Kamara type of season. Like, yes, he's might not break a thousand yards rushing. I, I still haven't projected for a thousand, but definitely not as, as many rushing yards and, the touchdowns are going to come down. Um, we, we saw 15 the year before, nine last season. Um, so right now, th- those are likely to come down. I, I think they will give some goal line work to A.J. Dillon, but I'm okay with losing some of those rushing touchdowns if the receptions and the receiving yards and touchdowns can follow. Yeah, um, A.J. Dillon's like an NFC J, um, James Robinson. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's, a, I think that's a, a, really, a really good comp for him there, Scott. Um Last thing I'll kind of say on this is, Nate, I think you were maybe a little low on Robert Tunyon. I think he might surprise people. He's another guy, if you look at his dominator rating in college and just some of these metrics. So, like, he is the real deal, I think. Um, Obviously, his catch percentage was ridiculous last season. His efficiency was through the roof. It will come down. But I think Robert Tunyon, for anyone who drafted him, he was going somewhere around, anywhere from, like, tight end 10 to, like, 16. If you have him, congrats, because I think that's going to be a steal, too. Um, but just great news overall, man. Um, love seeing Rogers back. Like I honestly really identify with Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, I don't know about you guys, but like I'm, I'm totally in on this vibe. I actually identify as Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, if like that means shirt. <laughs> great shirt. Thanks. Uh, all right, guys. <laughs> um, so we, we've said it, go draft these Packers. They're going to be worth it this year. We're excited to see Aaron Rodgers. 
Um, we're also excited for our next segment as well. Um, what about a little would you rather? Risking business or FSA. Are you that hard on the rise? Chilling with a cold one. Even bold one. A home back. Would you rather? Real quickly, want to give a shout out to our guy Nate Miller at Ism. Um, he's going to be dropping uh, a new album on Friday. He does all all of our music here, the In Between Fantasy Football podcast. Um, worked with him for the last five or so years. Um, actually helped me kind of get in the podcast industry way back when in college. So check out his new album. He's at Ism um, all on all your music platforms. Um, very talented upcoming artist. Looking forward to that. Those of you new to Would You Rather, what we do here, um, we kind of take you back to the high school days. We're going to present you with two options. Would you rather do option A or option B? Again, if you ever have questions, feel free to DM us, um, our personal accounts, in between media's accounts. Feel free to drop them in the chat. Um, we're always looking to have a little fun, have a little fantasy discussion. Um, feel free to email us as well. I don't know if many people email anymore, but I still do. Nate, you email much? Sometimes. I mean, I get I get a lot of emails. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't respond to them. Yes. Um, all right, guys. First question here, fantasy related. Would you rather draft player A or player B at their current ADP? We have James Robinson, ninety six overall off the board, RB thirty two overall. Um, obviously, Travis Etienne, he's affecting that ADP a ton this season. Or, or would you rather take James Robinson or David Johnson? 138th overall, RB43 for the projected starter there in Houston. Um, Nate, you look a little, you look a little shook up right now. Um, w- what's your thoughts on this one? Where are you going? I, I'm really tired of this James Robinson hate. Like, I mean, I guess fade him. If I'm in the league with you, like fade him, fine. Because then I'm just going to take him at value, and it's going to be amazing. Uh, I'm not hot on Travis Etienne. I think he's being a little overrated, and I think that's because I don't trust Urban Meyer's judgment yet. I mean, he just reminds me of Nick Saban when Nick Saban was the Dolphins. And this is like, I know this is like the 10th time I've said this in the last like two to three weeks, but I don't, we're talking about Etienne being in, being more involved in the receiving game, but he doesn't really have that good of hands. Like they, they've given him extra receiving work to try and get him more comfortable catching the ball out in a route. And he just, he's just not good at it. So I don't understand where and it's fine. And I get that he's Trevor Lawrence's buddy from Clemson and they played together. And I'm sure that that has something to do with it, but this is also the guy that signed Tim Tebow to be a tight end. I just want to remind you, he signed Tim Tebow to play tight end, which I mean, it could shock all of us and it could work out, but Travis Etienne did. And you're fading James Robinson too hard. And David Johnson, I mean, you're talking about a backfield with, I mean, dude, there's like eight different backs. They got they yeah. just signed signed Rex Burkhead. Yeah. So they've got Rex Burkhead. They've got Philip Lindsay. They've got David Johnson. They've got Mark Ingram. And I know there's a couple more that I can't even think of because there's too many to remember. And David Johnson just, I mean, he's just not it. He's just not it. James Robinson is a better back. David Johnson 17 last year. He was like he was an RB2 when he played David Johnson. Like you have to show him some respect. Like I know it's a shitty situation. It's a really bad situation. Um, but, like, but like, honestly, like he's going RB forty three at this point for a guy who was a strong RB two last season. Scott, like, I, I, I'm, I'm not 
I'm not on the David Johnson side here. Like I, I, I probably still Scott settle this debate, man. Uh, because because Nate's throwing some shade at, at at DJ right now. It's amazing. So my answer here, sorry, Seth, is definitely James Robinson. Um, I want I want no part of the Houston backfield. Um, I mean, honestly, even if David Johnson was guaranteed his roughly 77%-ish snap share and opportunity share from last year, even at that, I'm still very hesitant to take him. Um, and maybe that's maybe that's an overreaction. You know, if he were to get those numbers, that's, you know, approaching workhorse level volume. But it's not going to be that way. Um, Especially not with Philip Lindsay there. Well, that's the thing. I'd rather I, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna touch that backfield at all, I'm gonna grab Philip Lindsay like roughly 50 picks later in the draft as a dart yep. throw and see what happens. Yep. There's just there's other things I'm gonna be doing at that spot in a draft. <laughs> yeah, than, that that is every true. draft I've been in, David Johnson at whatever ADP he's at at that given moment falls and falls and falls. So I mean, I'm I've been tempted to take him. Um. So, but. I'm not as high on James Robinson as my dear friend, Nate, either. Um, I am an Etienne guy. Um, I think that, I mean, he had 50 receptions last year. I, I agree. He doesn't have the hands of a Kamara or, um, or some of your, some of your better pass catching running backs in the league, but they're going to get, they're going to get that dude, the ball. They're going to get that dude, the ball. I see it. I mean, I'm not trying to compare Etienne to Alvin Kamara at all, but I see the Latavius Murray, Alvin Kamara, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, similar to what I see happening in Jacksonville with James Robinson being the Latavius and the A.J. Dillon of that pairing. Um, I think that they could be fairly close in rushing attempts. Right now, my projections, I have Etienne at 140 rushes, Robinson at 120. Um, but I've got, you know, upwards of 80 targets for Etienne um, and yeah. receiving touchdowns in there. So I mean I've got I've got him above 200 plus PPR points and Robinson around 150. I just I, wow. I don't I agree we don't know what's going to happen with Urban Meyer, but for for me my my assumption isn't going to the um, Etienne is super talented but he won't be used correctly. That's just not where my mind's going. My mind's going is that they're going to get that dude the ball. Uh, See, he's a potential home run on every play. Um, I mean the argument's been going on all. Yeah, it's been going on all offseason. Like, well, James yeah, Robinson yeah. undrafted. Yeah. Well, that doesn't matter. Well, look at what he did. Well, this is not he, this regime didn't pick him. It's all the typical talking points when you're trying to when you're trying to discuss this thing. But I just think I think Etienne is a he's a different he's he's a different player. Um, I just think with the with the talent he brings, whether it's you know fly sweeps runs up the middle run you know runs around the edge short passes they're, they're going to get him touches here's my one th my, my my one thing about james robson i i do think james robson is going to be like a low-end rb3 this year I, I still think there's gonna be a lot of goal line opportunities for him i i i haven't projected for still above six rushing touchdowns um that might be a little out outlandish but i i see that happening um my one issue with him is I do have him he, he, again. Projections aren't aren't official here, but he he's like a, gonna finish somewhere around RB thirty four to RB like thirty seven for me. I, I'd still take guys like playoff Lenny. I'd still take Michael Carter, Trey Sermon. I'm still taking those guys above him. I've Gus Edwards. I'm still taking him above him too. But like 
James Robinson's like he's in that group, but he's like at the end of that group, I think, for me. Man, I can't wait for our IBT draft. Uh, I'm really. We might have an all in on James Robinson. Early all in from Nate, maybe. But the thing is, and so fall to me. There, there are two comments from my new best friend in in between media now that I, I have to, I have to highlight here because it's the truth. Like there's nothing special about him in the passing game. And it's kind of what I was saying. And it's why I don't believe everybody's hyping up Etienne to be this, this receiving running back. I just, I don't see it. And then there's this, and I don't know that I necessarily agree. I think maybe Chubba Hubbard was the most overrated running back of this class, even though he went late, or I mean, maybe Michael Carter might turn out to be because everybody loves him, even though he's a fourth round back. I just, I, I hear what you guys are saying. I just, I, I just don't see it. No, yeah, I, I, I think I'll, I think I'll stamp. Um, I will go David Johnson here. Like I, I do like James Robinson, but RB forty three for a possible starter. Again, I know it was pure volume last season. He he wasn't efficient at times, but I think they're gonna. And the one thing I'll say about the Texans, they had the lowest um lowest lowest amount of plays in this last season, so they weren't efficient like staying on the field. I think that's going to be the same. Um, they're 31st in rushing attempts as well. So that's not great either, Chief. I know I'm just like digging a hole for myself. but And don't forget, they lost J.J. Watt. So that defense I, is going to be even worse. I think at the end of the day, like, they will be worse. David Johnson, I, I think he's still a guy, though. Like, he's an, he's an RB3 for me, an icky RB3. But, like, for that price, I if, if I need an RB at, in, like, the 40s, He's the best one, I think, around that area. So I would take him. Um, guys, let, let's move forward. This is a pretty exhausting debate, but it was a fun one, too. Uh, I, 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 lo- I love having see. a little bit of debate with see. you guys. Um, all right, so switching to a little more life advice here, guys. Um, would you rather have to do without sunscreen or bug spray? Scott, you're, you're an avid camper, man. I'm sure you're packing these things every weekend. Sunscreen or bug spray? Which one? That's um, a- which one can you not have? That's a really tough call. I mean, it it depends a little bit. Um, we really try and avoid camping where there are bugs and mosquitoes because it's awful even with bug spray. Um, but I think just from a, I'm an adult and I like to probably take care of myself better uh, viewpoint. I I'm I'm keeping sunscreen. I'm going without bug spray. Okay. Um, because I need sunscreen's important if you're out in the sun all day. For, yep. for a variety of reasons. So I'm my answer, uh, uh, sunscreen, final answer, I'd keep it. I'm keeping sunscreen. I Dude, I get it doesn't even really matter if I wear bug spray. They still bite me, so, like, forget about it. That's very but disgusting, too. It's so gross, except with, so, Hello Bello, <laughs> right? We actually found good bug spray from this company, Hello Bello. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. It's uh, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard's, like, organic oh. children's stuff um and it actually doesn't right they made this bug spray that doesn't smell awful and it's actually kind of effective but i'm still going sunscreen because i don't want to burn and i don't want to get (laughs) skin cancer yeah yeah mostly yeah i'll take the bug bite yeah we 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 just like those citronella candles and pretend they work yeah right pretend we have a pond in our backyard so like Oh yeah, that just that just gets way worse. And and by pond, I mean it's a swamp because we've never taken care of it. But that'll you know, happen too. That'll happen it. too. I I personally like 
I'm going sunscreen here as well. I, I like I have to have sunscreen because I'm I'm pr- like pretty pale personally, so I'll get burned easily. I'd say at the end of the day that I probably like you can make stuff probably do for bug spray. Like I m- my aunt has a lot of organic bug spray. It's kind of what you're saying, Nate. So like you can kind of make you could probably make shift some stuff. You want to know what's weird? Listerine works. Really? My mother-in-law uses it. Jen's mom uses it. Okay. So that she'll spray herself with she'll put, uh, the gold-colored Listerine in a spray bottle. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All so right. they're problem solved. You can have them both. Sunscreen <laughs> and Listerine for bugs and to keep your teeth clean. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, another game, good game of uh, Would You Rather, Nate. Um, let's move into our final segment of the week. Um, round it out with a little bit of weekly advice. Weekly. Gentlemen, so it really has, like, here in between media, we have been putting in the work. Like, there haven't been too many free evenings for myself, um, my significant other. I know Nate and Jen have been putting the work, Scott. You've been busy all summer long, content in your spreadsheets, helping us out any way you can here in between media. But with that being said, we have our draft guide launching um, second week of August. So we're excited about that. Um, What's some advice, though, that we can give to our listeners and our viewers about how we move forward towards the the back half of our summer and and really kind of soak it in while we can? Scott, starting with you, man, I I feel like you and your family, you're always kind of trying to get out and and do some stuff and really take in the summer. So, so what can our listeners and and viewers take away from this? Um, Yeah. I mean, it's always weird this time of year as, as July kind of starts to come to an end, it still kind of feels like summer just ended, but it then already feels like it's almost over. It's just, it's such a short season. It seems like. So um, I mean, I would say just, you know, weather permitting these days uh, just get out and unplug and enjoy some fresh air and some natural vitamin D um, when you can. Um, like Seth said, it's been it's been a busy summer. This first, you know, kind of this first off season, taking this fully seriously. Um, and I, I haven't, you know, we go camping obviously, but like just not necessarily taking trips and making just getting out on a daily basis. Um, one thing I used to do that I just I haven't been doing because I've been up late and sleeping in a little is to get up in the morning, especially when it's hot, get up in the morning, right as the sun's coming up or a little bit after when it's still cool. It's a great time to get outside and just take a walk or take, you know, if you have a dog, take the dog for a walk and just try, you know, I'll leave my phone at home. Um, Just try and try and chip away at your digital footprint a little bit. Um, It doesn't have to be some like, I'm not going to use my phone for a week. It doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't need to be extreme. Just yeah. Every day, find a time to just not have your phone, not be on a computer. I, I, and again, this is advice. I, I don't practice this very well sometimes. There's plenty of times where I'm walking my dog and I'm watching hip hop reaction videos on YouTube, whatever. But try and get, <laughs> yeah. try and get out there and try and, and unplug and just look around. Sometimes I'm like, oh, wait, that's right. There's like mountains and trees and stuff, you know? Um, and I think it's just important because like I'm not knocking, you know, like having a big presence online or on social media, I'm, ob- I'm obviously there. So it just, it's slowly, but surely has taken up more and more of my time and my screen time updates will tell me that, yep. but there, you can do some little things. You can do some little things to just refresh. Like I said, it doesn't have to be this massive, 
week-long trip of any kind. It can just be on a daily basis getting outside. Yeah. Nate, you, you and Jen have kind of been busy th this summer doing some trips, and and you guys live in Colorado, which is really one of the best states for, for doing hiking and anything outdoors. Yep. Um, you guys are obviously slammed with stuff stuff between this, your real estate business, 32 and 32, uh, your your three-year-old son Jackson as well. So so, so what can you, you give to our, our listeners here um, to kind of take through the rest of the summer here? Because it is winding down a little bit, which is pretty crazy to think about. It is crazy, man. The expo is in just a little bit over two weeks. I'm going to be riding a car with you. Yeah. Think oh, about that, man. Isn't that, isn't that weird? There's going to be man. so many pictures on Twitter. That it's going to be like, go. it's going to be like the two little kid, kid meme, like running and hugging. Each other <laughs> right. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of like, Oh, that's what that person looks like. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. So what I would say, what, when, what we've been doing, plan something cool, whether it's like, a hike you've wanted to do or a trip you've wanted to take that maybe now you kind of have the time to do it because a lot of us are still working from home. Um, go see some friends that you haven't seen in a while. If you're vaccinated and they're vaccinated, there's no reason not to be yeah. hanging out with these people again. We've okay. actually, or you know what, and make, maybe make a new friend. Cause that's kind of a cool thing. We made a new friend during this pandemic and they're hanging out at our house right now upstairs. Our two kids are like this. And as it turns out, we're really good friends with the parents. We love them to death. They they watch our in-between content. And it's weird for us because we're not the kind of people that make those kinds of friends, like mm -hmm. ever. So it says something that we actually did that, especially post-pandemic. So just get out there. Meet some meet some new people. If you're if you're fully vaxxed, get fully waxed and go meet some people. And <laughs> like, I know I'm kidding, but just like get out there. Do something, do something that makes you happy and try to do something that makes you happy at least once a week. At the minimum, even though life is crazy, get out there and do something that you love that makes you happy once a week and plan it because then you get to think about how awesome it is that you get to do that before you even get to do it. Hell yeah. Appreciate that, man. No, I, I think that's a, that's a great way to put it here, Nate. Um, definitely like, like whether you're a content creator, whether you're, you're just going through the daily motions of life and, and have a full-time job and a family or or whatever your situation is, there's always going to be these moments in life when, when it, it can seem a little overwhelming. And like Scott said, like one of the best things to do is just like leave your phone at home, go walk around your neighborhood. Like it really is a beautiful world out there. And I know COVID really, you know, try to keep us all inside and whatever you're doing now, like technology has become such a big part of, of our lives. So, so my big advice is just like if you can afford it and if you can like if you have the time, like I, I know at the end towards the end of August, like I'm just going to totally have a day where I unplug, go do whatever I want, go to a restaurant I want, go to go play some Frisbee golf with Katie and just have a fun time. Like like, we, we, you know, I, I think sometimes we, we get so caught up in everything that's going on in life. And and that's part of it. Like, like we stay busy. We have aspirations. And I know our audience does as well. So like that's part of it. But just try to slow down a little bit, soak it in while you can. Cause before now it there, you know, before too long, Nate's going to be sitting over there complaining that it's negative 20 rather than a hundred. <laughs> Dude, there's no in between here. No, no, I, I, I can imagine. Um, guys, thank you for another great episode of the in between fantasy football podcast. <laughs> a reminder that when the season comes back, we will be a weekly podcast. Um, so we're excited for that. we got a whole season full of content coming for you. Again, our draft guide's coming out in just a couple of weeks, so hang tight with us. We'll have some more updates on that for you soon as well. 
Um, if you're on YouTube, if you want to hit that subscribe button, that'd mean the world to us. Um, thank you so much for all the support, guys. It really has been overwhelming at times. And we love doing this. And I love doing it with you guys, honestly. Want to trade for the world. Yeah, man. This is – love it. Yeah. Looking forward to going every week. That means, there's, that means there's football. Yes. Football is approaching, everyone. Until then, um, keep it in between. We'll be back in two weeks. Yeah, I found myself somewhere in between. The In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. So one thing that you know really sets us apart here is, is we're not afraid to talk about other things that maybe aren't super fantasy related. Do what you can to become a better person, to become a better human.